Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey Status Post Adulting fam, this is Sammy and Michelle and you're listening to the 52nd episode of Status Post Adulting where we're going to be talking about systems versus goals. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good, Sammy. Did a great exercise cycling class with you this morning. And I feel like I pushed myself a little bit harder because our instructor is legit nine months pregnant. Like, she is very pregnant. Super pregnant. And just seeing her there cycling, I was like picturing her little baby fetus cycling as well. And I was like, I need to give it my all. I got to support this woman who is showing up here when... You know, I'm not even carrying a person with me. So, yeah, it was a good class. I did also find her very inspiring, Michelle. And what about you? How are you doing today, Sammy? I'm doing good. You know, I just saw a funny sight downstairs. What? So our dad is putting away the Christmas tree. And he was very proud of himself for putting away the Christmas tree. Yeah, that's great. He's like, your mom's going to be happy. And then I look over at the tree in the box. Oh, no. I can't even tell you. Let's just say it went wrong. How could you even do it wrong? How about you walk through the steps of like uh, putting away Christmas tree and then I'll let you know where it was incorrect. (laughs) Okay, let me think. Um, Well, I guess first you take the ornaments off the tree. Okay, stop there. And in an ideal world, you would put them in a box. No, rewind, rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. The tree was in the box with the ornaments still on there. (laughs) And I'm like... I guess this is really convenient because, like, next year you just pull out the tree and it's like, already has the ornaments on it. But, yeah. Oh, no. We're going to have to fix that before yeah, we'll mom comes Yeah, we'll fix that home. so that Mama Bear will not be too displeased. Yeah, we're going to have to fix that. But uh, I appreciate the effort. And, Sammy, I'm really excited about our topic today, systems versus goals. Me too, Michelle. I literally love this topic. I know I say that for a lot of topics, but I really do love this topic because systems versus goals really changed my whole mindset towards forming habits. And so I'm super excited that we're talking about it today. I agree, Sammy. This breakdown of systems versus goals really helped me reframe the goals that I was setting. And hopefully this timing works out well for people. If you're listening to this when we're recording it, it's a little bit past January 1st. Maybe your New Year's resolutions aren't going the way that you're planning. Maybe they are. More power to you. Or maybe you just want to put in new goals. And I think this is a really great way to help evaluate the things that you've been doing and take it to the next level. So Michelle and I first heard about systems versus goals in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which we have talked about previously on the podcast. We're literally obsessed with this book. You could read it every week and it would still be useful to you because it is filled with so much information. But in his book, he talks about how Scott Adams, the cartoonist who created Dilbert, talks about the difference between systems versus goals. Exactly, Sammy. James Clear puts together really good definitions for goals and systems. 
goals are about the results that you want to achieve. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to get promoted. I want to learn German. Systems are about the process or the steps that you take, the habits that you put in place that lead to those results. Exactly, Michelle. And James Clear gives a really good example in his book. He talks about setting a goal of having a clean room. You could set that goal and be like, okay, I'm going to clean my room right now. And you could clean up your whole room. But we all know that if you don't have a system in place to help keep your room clean, that room is going to be messy again tomorrow. For example, part of the system might be having a place for every item. That means not hoarding a ton of items. Another system could be every time you change your clothes, you put them away or put them in the laundry basket. Every time you wash your face, you wipe around the sink, all the extra water, not to get particular. <laughs> it's a great example for you, Sammy, because you probably have the best systems in place because you always keep a clean and tidy area. You know, I could be better, but thank you. But yes, having those systems in place make it so that having a clean room is natural rather than something that you do once a week or something where you have to tidy out your whole room and fix everything. It's better to actually have like little systems in place that prevent your room from getting messy in the first place. Exactly, Sammy. To extend that example, once you clean your room, you've achieved your goal. It's done. So the question is, do you just do it again? Like, what do you do once you've accomplished your goal? And so I think that's one of the issues that James Clear highlights with goals is that once you achieve your goal, you're kind of done. And so a lot of times the things that we want to move towards and the changes we want to make in our life are more about changing who we are and the habits that we have and less about hitting arbitrary goals. That's so true, Michelle. Goals can be short-lived or sometimes they can be in the future, but I think systems are so much more valuable. And James Clear really points that out with one of my favorite quotes. I think in 2020, this was my favorite quote. And that is that winners and losers have the same goals. And when Sammy says this is her favorite quote, I remember years ago when we lived together, she had printed it out and stuck it on the wall. And at that time, I didn't know it was from Atomic Habits, but she was that inspired by it. It's true, Michelle. It didn't look super cute because I'm not really aesthetically inclined, but I did print out that quote and I did put it on the wall because it's so true. Everybody has a goal to eat healthy. Everybody has a goal to exercise. You hear people talk about it all the time. And when we think about people who are achieving their goals, a lot of times we're like, oh, those people, they're high achievers because they set high goals for themselves. And it's like, no, actually, we all have the same freaking goals. The difference is the system. The difference is the process that that person has in place. Exactly, Sammy. If you think about two people that are running a race, both of them have the goal to win the race. But it's what each person has done to prepare for this race, their systems, that's actually going to make the difference at the end. And I'll say, Sammy, personally, I think exercise is such a good example for this. When I was doing yoga at my work, we had yoga class once a week and our yoga teacher would always do inversions and have us practice headstands if we wanted to. And I honestly didn't care that much about doing a headstand. Like I thought it'd be cool, but I wasn't one of those people where I was really gung-ho to get to that point. But I always told myself that I would try. And then one day I was lifting my feet up and my teacher was potting me and I actually did it. And I think that's a great example of just putting in the practice and putting in the work every week 
ended up making a huge difference that I didn't even realize I was building my core, I was practicing my form, and eventually I was able to hit that goal. At the same time, I can sit and dream all day about getting a headstand, but if I'm not moving myself towards that, chances are it's not going to happen. Exactly, Michelle. You didn't necessarily have the goal of doing a headstand, but you had the system in place of doing yoga every week, and before you know it, you were doing a headstand. Exactly. You know what it reminds me of, Michelle? What? Orgasms. Oh my Jesus. Orgasms. If you have a goal in mind of having an orgasm, <laughs> it actually makes it harder to have an orgasm. <laughs> you are right, Sammy. I have heard that before. Yes. And you know, I talk to my patients about this too, because sometimes they're having trouble, like they didn't have an orgasm, and then they're so fixated on why aren't they having an orgasm? And that makes it like psychologically even harder to have an orgasm the next time. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you have to have the right systems in place. You have to be doing the right things. And that's more likely to get you to your goal. Some systems would be like being present in the moment, focusing on the sensations that you're experiencing, positive and negative sensations. Just because one of you hits your goal, it doesn't mean you can't work. <laughs> And make sure that both of you hit your goal. Doesn't mean you got to stop there once you hit your goal. If you want to keep on hitting that goal, you can keep on hitting that goal. That's exactly right, Michelle. And if you're doing all the right things, and if your systems aren't going well, you can make little adjustments, you know, turn left instead of right, whatever you need to do <laughs> to make it work. <laughs> Focus on different things. It's so true, Michelle. And I think that's a great example where the system is actually more important than the goal. Yes, the goal is great. Yes, the goal is wonderful. But the system is just as equally as important as the goal. Amen. Another one I always think of is eating healthy. I always hear people saying, oh, I want to eat healthy this year. Or like a patient will be diagnosed with like diabetes and then they'll be told, eat healthier. And the goal is eat healthy. And it's like the vaguest goal with no implication of what those systems are. And I think that makes it so hard to reach because we all have a different definition of what eating healthy is. For one person, that might just mean eating healthy is eating unprocessed foods. For another person, eating healthy may mean not eating over 24 grams of sugar a day. For another person, it may be completely eliminating carbs. For another person, it could be a calorie-based goal. So I think when you have a goal of eating healthy, it's really important to put a system in place. Like for me and for you, because we have diabetic tendencies. Same goal. Same goal. <laughs> Same goal. Don't become diabetic. <laughs> One of my systems is to not eat over 24 grams of sugar a day. I use MyFitnessPal to help me track my calories and my sugar intake. I don't always do that, but I, I do it enough that I know about how much sugar I'm going to be taking in every day. Another thing I do is I simply cut out desserts. For me, it's way, way easier to tell myself, hey, this girl doesn't eat desserts. Even about four months ago, I tried to be like, hey, you know what? I'm doing pretty good with the sugar. Let me just kind of feel it out and see what I want to eat every day. No, this is terrible. I got on the desserts train fast and hard. Next thing you know, I'm pounding freaking chocolates every day. <laughs> so it was just much easier for me now to be like, hey, I don't eat sugar. Someone offers me a piece of cheesecake, no one in particular, I say no. <laughs> I don't eat cheesecake. Someone offers me chocolates, I don't eat chocolates. I just don't eat those things. And so, pretty simple choice. I don't eat desserts. It helps me avoid eating sugar every day. I'm the same way, Sammy. When it comes to eating healthy, quote unquote, 
number one focus is to cut out sugars because diabetes is such a concern for our family. For me, because I'm so addicted to sugar, it's just easier to cut it out. I have rules like I don't buy sugar for myself. I don't drink sugary drinks. Just cutting all of that out makes it really, really easy for me to focus on my goal, which is really to bring down my A1C at the end of the day. When the pandemic hit and lockdown started coming, I'm not gonna lie, I bought a crap ton of sugary sweets, pop tarts, chips ahoy cookies, the list Zebra goes cakes. on and on. Zebra cakes. Like I saw Michelle's cart. She sent me a photo, which is a very tempting photo. And like she went into prepper mode, but like sugar mode. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go down. I'm I'm going down. I'm gonna go down eating everything I've been denying myself, which <laughs> was not a great thing to do, but. Now I know what type of person I am when the apocalypse comes. The zombies are going to find me sitting in a corner eating zebra cakes. Zebra cakes are so good. I'm going to be such a yummy treat for those zombies. <laughs> but I don't eat zebra cakes and I will never eat a zebra cake again in my life. Ugh, I dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I think that's definitely a great example. Anytime you're trying to do something like a crash diet or trying to control, say, something like you're eating for a limited period of time. It ends up a lot of times not translating into hitting what your final end goal is because once you're done with your 30 days of eating healthy, a lot of times you're just going to slide back because you don't have the systems in place to keep going and you haven't changed your actual lifestyle. What's up party people? Michelle and I are so excited to talk about our first partnership with an amazing jewelry brand called Ana Luisa. That's A-N-A space L-U-I-S-A. That's right, Sammy. We got some lovely earrings and necklaces from Ana Luisa, like golden baby hoops, beautiful gold necklaces, and some cute studs. They are so pretty, Michelle, and high quality. And I love that I can wear my Ana Luisa earrings all day without getting my ears irritated. Last year, I was searching for jewelry for a friend, and I ended up buying a pair from a random place and I was so sad when she could not wear them because they irritated her. At Ana Luisa, I don't have to worry about that. I can relate to that feeling, Sammy. Another thing that I love about Ana Luisa is their focus on creating jewelry while doing as little damage to the planet as possible. They are 100% carbon and water neutral from inception to final product, which is pretty amazing. I love that, Michelle. And on top of that, Ana Luisa jewelry is very reasonably priced, with pieces starting at $39. And Sammy, with our code STATUSPOSTADULTING, no spaces, our listeners can get an additional 10% off. So use the link in our show notes and use the code STATUSPOSTADULTING when you're checking out to support us and to support Ana Luisa. That's right, Michelle. 10% off for supporting us and using the code STATUSPOSTADULTING, no spaces, at Ana Luisa's website, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com. They release new jewelry every Friday, and with Valentine's Day and Galentine's Day coming up, it's the perfect time to buy your boo or yourself something unique and elegant. Something that I thought was interesting, Sammy, is that James Clear sort of asked this question, which was, can you reach your goals if you have the right systems in place? And his argument is yes, because if you have the right systems in place, you know, if you're going running every day, if you're learning five words for your new language, whatever habits that you are forming and continually doing, that you will be 
building those skills and regardless, you're going to be better for yourself. Scott Adams says something similar because he's just kind of like goals are dumb. I thought that was like an interesting take because I can definitely see that side of things. Yeah, I agree, Michelle. I can see how even if you don't have a goal in mind, having a good system actually creates changes no matter what. On the other hand, I could see how if you don't have the goal, you might not fine tune your system to meet a particular goal if that's what you're going for. I agree, Sammy. It's interesting because when Scott Adams talks about systems, one thing that he really highlights is that the reason that systems are better than goals is because a system means you're doing something and then you can change, tweak, or pivot as needed because you're seeing what you're doing, you're seeing what results you're getting, and you can make changes for what's working or what's not working. In his example, if your goal is to be a manager and the company restructures, there's no management role, all of a sudden your goal has just been eliminated. But if your system was to do the things to be a good leader and to be a good manager, then you can pivot into another goal that makes sense. Leading your company for a higher paying job somewhere else. Exactly, Sammy. Hashtag great resignation. Hashtag great resignation. And it also reminded me in Angela Duckworth's book, Grit, she talks about how she was running consistently, but she was talking to a trainer who was saying, like, hey, like, hypothetically, like, I'm running consistently. Why am I not seeing any big improvements over the years? And he made the point that she's not necessarily tracking her time. She's not really pushing herself to hit different metrics every day. That wasn't her end goal. But I think it makes a good point where if you have a goal, I think it is helpful to accompany your systems, depending on how specific and important your goal is to you, to know like, hey, like if this is my goal, it's like a certain time or metric that I'm trying to hit, then I can refine my systems and constantly evaluate what I'm doing so that I can move towards that goal a little bit faster. That's a good example, Michelle. I'm definitely on the same page as Angela, where especially now I exercise regularly, but I don't necessarily have any specific goals for myself. And I can tell compared to when I did have specific goals for myself, I am probably less aggressive with my exercise than if I had like a specific, very particular goal. Agreed, Sammy. Another thing that James Clear says that I love in regards to systems versus goals is that we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. So good. And I love that quote and I can totally see it. One area of my life where I have a ton of systems in place is finances. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, I have my direct deposit from my paycheck go into directly into savings and checkings accounts, multiple different savings accounts. So there's an automated savings there. And then also for my checking account, every payday, I'll look at my checking account balance and anything that's over $5,000, I'll immediately just invest that in a low cost index fund. I do this pretty regularly. The payday thing is fun for me, so I don't usually forget to do it. But in September of this year, some of my other systems started to fall, like some of my other systems which are more active, like tracking my spending was a little bit weaker in September, October time period, and I was spending more money. And I was really worried when I was calculating my savings rate this year. Check out our episode on calculating savings rates because there's tons of ways to do them. But I was really worried when I was calculating my savings rate this year that it would be less than 50%. My goal is to have a savings rate of over 50%. And I was going through my finances and I'm like, you know what? I invested $24,000 this year. I did not mean to invest $24,000. I didn't have that goal. And this is outside of my like tax advantage accounts like Roth IRA and pre-tax accounts. 
So I felt really good because I had these systems in place, which like automatically save and invest a ton of money for me. And when I did my savings rate calculation for the year, it did have a savings rate of over 50%. It was 51. And I was like, despite my falling off the wagon a little bit this year, my systems kind of helped me to some point so that I could still make it through. That's a great example, Sammy. So takeaways for this episode. I think the biggest thing is understanding that there is this concept of systems and goals. If you focus on building systems or building habits that contribute to the type of person that you want to be, that contribute to the types of things that you want to accomplish, you're more likely to hit those goals or see results that you're actually trying to look for than just shooting for some end result and not necessarily having anything in place to get you there. Exactly, Michelle. And I think, you know, with it being the new year, take a look at what your goals or your resolutions were for this year and take a look at what systems you have in place to actually reach those goals. For example, if your goal was to run every day, did you designate a time to run? Did you kind of make that space each and every day to do it, like to have an actual good system? Or did you just make the goal do X every day? So I think I'm going to do this too. Go through each of my goals and see how I set up the system to either succeed or fail at this and how I can change my system to make it so that I can really succeed. Me too, Sammy. I can definitely see places where I was a little bit too vague, like I want to read more books this year versus actually planning and setting aside time for reading so that I can achieve my real goal, which is to become a person who reads often and reads a lot of books. So true, Michelle. I feel the same way with my goal of meditation. I was like, you said you want to meditate every day, but when? Takes us back to the habit stacking episode. (laughs) Check it out. Where I was doing my pooping meditations and I'm like, you know what? I really need to get back on that. Instead of my goal being, I need to meditate every day, I'm going to say, I need to go back to pooping meditation. That was really working for me. And if you don't have a habit assigned with pooping, hook it up because that thing, you're doing it regularly, hopefully almost daily. (laughs) And I would love to give a quick shout out to our listener, Abby, who shared from the habit stacking video that she actually listed out her daily habits, good and bad, and then restructured them so that she could accomplish good habits and start to eliminate the bad ones. And so I'll share the photo she sent me on Instagram because it's really cool because she even gave herself little habit rewards. So she stops doing something like going on Instagram. Then instead, she'll build the habit of reading or doing a small exercise or something like that. Trade it off with like a good habit so she's not just kicking herself off and has nothing to fill that space. Yeah, we'll definitely post Abby's habit goals because it is so detailed. I'm just like so impressed by her coming up with that whole structure. So yeah, definitely a great example for everybody. Yeah, hashtag goals. Or should I say hashtag systems? Hashtag systems. (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to hear anything that you've implemented as well. So reach out to us. You can send us a direct message on Instagram at statuswilsadulting. You can always email us statuswilsadulting at gmail.com. And you can find all of our show notes, including the link to Anna Louisa's website in the note section of your podcast platform. If you don't have access to that for whatever reason or you don't see it, you can always find our show notes on our website, statuspostadulting.com. Exactly, Michelle. And most importantly, be sure to tune in next week as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo. 